Happy Dad is available at a lot of your local bars and restaurants. You might even find it at some saloons. If you've enjoyed a Happy Dad, then you know it goes well with your burger, your wings, pizza, and steak. <laughs> People in California eat it with their sushi, too. Go to happydad.com find to find a bar or restaurant near you so you can watch the games with the boys while enjoying an ice-cold daddy drink. The ladies love it as well. If your bar doesn't carry Happy Dad, then ask them to call their distributor to stock up. You can't have a burger with that skinny can, can you? It's time to man up and drink Happy Dad. Welcome to the QB room, man. A lot going on in your world the last couple months. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, man, appreciate you coming on, dude. Um, watched you a bunch this year. I know, like, once you get to the league, you'll see it. But Saturdays are the best day in our world because we got walked through in the morning and then we sit at home all day and just watch college football. So <laughs> I remember watching you against Notre Dame this year, go down that game winning drive, find a way you're throwing seam balls into three people, fitting them in tight <laughs> windows, find a way to win the game. I was like, there's, I was like, dude, ah, come on. Ah, <laughs> it's crazy because Sam, well, you're, you're a Vayner guy. So, yep. you know, yep. I always talk to AJ about you and Sam Hartman's a Vayner guy too. So it was a good little mm-hmm. Vayner competition, but yeah, um, it's a crazy game. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on. Um, We've been trying to get you on for a while. I know life is crazy for you, but exciting for you at this point in time, right? You're going to Syracuse. Um, this is the first time I think that you've done really anything media-wise since since transferring mm-hmm. to Ohio State. So I want to give you the yep. floor right now. I think a lot of people are, are here go to Ohio State to Syracuse and are like, why? Like, what's the deal? But I, they don't really know the ins and outs of college football right now mm-hmm. and what's going on in the transfer portal. So just give your floor to you. What's your response to people who are confused by that statement? Yeah, I mean, you guys uh, know it just as well as I do. At the end of the day, um, you know, the, the top level of college football and then especially onto the pros, I mean, it's a business. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, Ohio State had to had to make a business decision uh, that they felt like was best for them. And I had to do the same thing. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it just uh, wasn't uh, meant to be for next year. Uh, but at the end of the day, I felt like, um, you know, I put together uh, some solid games and had some good tape. And so I was confident when I went in the portal, I'd find a good home. And, uh, you know, Syracuse, it's funny. So Coach uh, Fran Brown, uh, I've known him since I was in middle school. And so he just got the head job there. Um, coach Nixon, who's going to be How did you – was he your coach, or how did you guys know each other in middle school? So I played uh, football um, in South Jersey. And so he's a South Jersey guy. Um, and so he was at Temple. Uh, so he was always local. And, um, you know, he told me when I was in like seventh grade, I think he's like, you're going to be special, man. He's like, wherever I, wherever I am, I want to be your coach. And, uh, wow. you know, he'd always just be around. And so talking to him and kind of kept in touch throughout the years and he went to Rutgers and then down to Georgia. And so, uh, kind of a small world, uh, you know, once I got in the portal, he's the first guy that reached out to me, you know, early in the morning, calling me. And then, uh, coach Nixon, who's the offensive coordinator, he was in, uh, Philly with the Eagles um, when I was growing up and I played youth football with the son. I was the quarterback. His son was the running back. So I've known Coach Nixon since I was five, six years old. Wow. Um, yeah. And he recruited me when he was at Baylor and uh, obviously didn't work out. Went to Ohio State. Um, and then the quarterback coach, Coach Nunzio Campanelli, um, who was the head coach at Bergen Catholic up in North Jersey, uh, wanted me to come up. He was on me in like seventh and eighth grade saying, you know, he could come up and uh, go to school up there and, you know, it won me bad, but obviously uh, stayed in, in Philly. So just the, kind of the three coaches that I'll be working with there, I've known them for, you know, five, six, seven years. And, you know, with Coach Nixon pretty much, you know, my whole entire 
entire life. So it's crazy how everything kind of worked out. And, uh, you know, I feel like it was a good fit. I, I went on a visit and, you know, really liked the people, uh, really liked the players and obviously played youth ball with a lot of those guys. So it just <clears> felt <throat> like it was the right thing to do. It's incredible. That's a short. So you had a short experience in the transfer portal. We talk about transfer portal like <laughs> nonstop on here because it's the craziest yeah. thing ever in my mind. But you were basically morning of in and out and you were like, I'm pretty good. I know there was a couple other schools involved, you know, yeah. talking to a couple other guys, but that almost mm -hmm. seems like fate. Yeah, no, it was quick. It was quick. I mean, I, I got in. Um, I mean, you really can't start talking to schools until you officially put your name in there. So I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know exactly who was going to hit me up and where the interest was going to be coming from. And uh, when Coach uh, Coach Fran Brown hit me up and kind of told me his plan, you know, I was like, wow. You know, so they shot up to the top of my list pretty, pretty early on. Can you give us a state of the union on the transfer portal right now? I think like you got a ton of buddies in it. Yeah. Like it seems like the wild west, like you were in it. Tons of quarterbacks mm -hmm. are in it right now. Like when yeah. you're going into it, like what's your mindset? Cause I remember when I transferred in college, I was like, I was a top recruit coming out of high school and then I decided to transfer and there was like two schools that hit me up seriously. And I was like, Oh shit. I thought it was going to be like, spring pick and yeah. I thought I can go wherever I want at this point, but it's, it's transferring is completely different. And I'm sure it is nowadays too. What's it mm -hmm. like right now, actually in the portal, man, it's, it's pretty nuts. I'm not going to lie. Cause I think a, the transfer portal is crazy within itself. You know, you, you get in and all these schools have free reign to hit you up. And then I think you add in the NIL piece, which makes it even more interesting. You know, it's almost like a, a cap in football, you know, schools know they have, you know, X amount of money and they have to distribute it, you know, accordingly. And so, you know, each guy feels like they have a certain value and, you know, they, they set themselves at that value. And, um, you know, it's just that I think a lot of it is weighing the pros and cons. But I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I talked to some of my, my guys from Ohio State and, you know, hearing, you know, the numbers they're getting from schools and they're trying to compare and, you know, OK, I can, you know, no, I can get on the field here. But, you know, the money's not as good as it is here. And I think, you know, it's just it's, it's nuts with NIL and just the, the way things are right now. It's it's free agency. So they're really thinking about the dollar amount of it. And then they're weighing, that's so interesting to hear. Cause we really haven't had talked to a guy yet. Who's actually yeah. in the portal recently. Mm -hmm. Like they're weighing like quarterbacks. It's different, right? Quarterback. Like, yep. Some guys are going for money, but at the, at, there's only one spot on the field, right? You're trying to go somewhere. You can exactly. play, you can put out tapes, yeah. so you can go to the NFL. But mm -hmm. from a receiver perspective, these guys are really like weighing, all right, I can get half a mil here, but I might mm -hmm. be two, you know, yeah. or I can get, well, what are the numbers? What are the numbers you're hearing from receivers? Man, I mean, I mean, I've heard really anywhere from, you know, like 200 all the way up to about like half a mil, 600. And That's I mean, it, it's crazy. And I mean, you know, obviously the, the real money's in the league, but, you know, if you're, you know, 21, 22 years old and someone puts that, that type of money in your face, it's hard to say no, especially when yeah. you're going to, you know, a top program where you're going to be playing, you know, football with uh, some really good players around you. Um, you know, that's tough to turn down. And I think a lot of schools, um, understand that and the schools with the big money, I think you really use that as a, you know, a, a recruiting tool. Um, you know, you come here and, and you're going to be able to, to play right away and, you know, play for, you know, championships and you're going to be making a lot of money too. So, you know, I think that's kind of the package deal they, they try to, to advertise with these kids. And it's crazy too. The biggest difference is when you get to the NFL, let's say you're a free, so Kyle was a free agent this last off season, last two off seasons was a free agent and Kyle Allen and, um, so you really just rely on your agent, right? Like what's the market mm -hmm. for my services? Okay. It's this who's higher, who's lower. And then once people sign contracts, it's public information, like this yeah. person signed here for this much money and this many years. Right. 
Mm-hmm. It's not like that in college. You yeah, don't know yeah. what anybody. So like, yeah, you guys, you guys are the same agent, like you said. So your agent can provide a bunch of information and context and all that stuff. But like, mm-hmm. you are the one who knows all the other players and can actually exactly. your boy can actually text you and be like, no, 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 these guys offered this. So how much are you talking to? And I know you were short, but or how much are quarterbacks in the portal? You think talking to everybody else to get a feel for it. Yeah, no, I think that that's definitely one of the biggest differences. I mean, I, I said it was free agency, but, um, you know, it's you're a little bit more on your own. You know, schools won't really go through your agent uh, to contact you. They, they'll go straight to you and, um, you know, talk in NIL at some schools. And then, you know, you'll hit one of your friends up who's also in the portal and, you know, kind of compare what, you know, they're telling you. And, um, you know, it's funny, like schools we'll hit, you know, three or four guys up trying to, to sign one of them. And, you know, you talk to other guys and kind of see what, what their pitch is to them. And, um, you know, I think that that's kind of one of the coolest things, um, you know, about getting to know guys at, at the position, you know, going through the elite 11 and camps like that, um, you know, having those relationships where you, know, you can talk about things like that with them and, uh, and kind of stay in touch. So, I mean, it's, it's been a crazy ride and, you know, I wasn't in the portal for too long, but just, you know, talking to other guys that were kind of on that, that same kind of boat. It was, it was pretty interesting to see, you know, what, what their perspective on it was. All right. So this was your first real full year starting at Ohio state. You had some high highs and some lows, just as every quarterback does at every level. Yeah. Uh, but it was probably really the first year where you had negative stuff said about you. Is that fair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's, by the way, as soon as you are the starting quarterback at a prominent place there, that's inevitable, right? People are, Right now on Twitter, talking shit on Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. You know what I mean? So it's, it's inevitable. Yep. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But let's let's kind of clear some of these and address some of the headlines. I mean, when you when the news broke that you're going to Syracuse, is probably more negative or question mark stuff than it was positive people going, I see it clearly. Um, and I think the narrative's dumb because at this level, that narrative is dumb because at this level, like you said, it's a business and – you, you do have to make, you know, who, who else, like playing op, playing time, opportunity, who else is in the room? It has to be a part of the equation. When you're yeah. 18, coming mm-hmm. out of high school, it doesn't because there's just these years and you can, you know what I mean? A lot can happen, but you got one year left. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you got to get it right. What, um, like, what, what are your, what were your feelings when you were hearing or reading or seeing some of this stuff come out, whether it was question marks or negative stuff? Yeah, I mean... I didn't really say too much. Um, you know, after I, I left, I kind of put out, you know, my statement and, um, you know, kept it, the reasons close, um, you know, kind of in my inner circle. And, you know, I've had, you know, news outlets um, hit me up. Like I had one, a news outlet from Columbus that hit me up to do a story, um, you know, and I didn't answer, hit, you know, my, my family up to do a story. They didn't answer, you know, hit people up in my circle, do a story, nobody answered. And then, the next day you go online and they have a, an article published of, you know, the, the five reasons I left and you read them and it's just, you know, a bunch of BS and, you know, they're just kind of pulling at strings at that point. And, you know, the narrative, you know, people read that and they think that's true. And so they start, you know, believing in it and, you know, posting it and just kind of snowballs. And when you don't really, you know, speak up about it, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, I, I think the truth will always reveal itself. Um, you know, and, and I think I kind of saw it firsthand with CJ. I mean, he, he got a lot of uh, criticism in his time at Ohio State. And, you know, he goes on to be the number two draft pick and it's arguably having one of the best rookie years of all time. And, yeah. you know, I think you know, we, we talked about it um, early on. He said, you know, regardless of, you know, if you do good, bad or indifferent, you know, people are going to have something to say. And so I think, you know, this year I've just been 
doing a good job of blocking it all out and, you know, understanding that it's a part of the position, especially at a school like that. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of noise. And so a lot of the time, you know, you just kind of let it roll off your back. And, um, you know, like I said, I think the truth will always, um, you know, prevail. All right, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. New sponsor announcement. We're doing a brand new segment, and this is called Jordan's Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash QB and use code QB, the code is QB, for a first deposit match up to $100. Now, Price Picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit entries in less than 60 seconds every single time. This week, I've got two that I'm picking right now. First one, we got Josh Allen the Bills going to Miami. It's gonna be nice and sunny. It's gonna be a night game. It's gonna be great weather. Josh Allen the Bills have kind of been dumping Miami for a while now. So I like Josh Allen on more than 255 passing yards versus the Miami Dolphins. The second one I really like, I really like what Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks are doing. I'm taking more than 237 and a half passing yards from Geno Smith as they take on the Cardinals. The Cardinals had a huge win this last week. Nobody saw them beating Philly, but Seattle is still upper hand. They got a lot to play for and Geno Smith has been balling and he's got a couple receivers that you have heard of. Price Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Go to pricepicks.com slash QB and use code QB to redeem your $100. It's clear as day why you chose Syracuse um, with the coaching staff. That's great. That's cool. I, I honestly, I don't know if I've heard that, like a quarterback say, well, I chose this school because I've known the coach since I was five years old. Like that just doesn't happen ever. So that's really cool. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Did you look at the schedule at all at Syracuse? Did that have anything <laughs> to do with it? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they said uh, with, with the guys uh, that they're going to bring in some of the guys they got coming back, you know, we're going to be able to, to make a serious run at it uh, and they they're, they're recruiting pitches you know listen we're a quarterback away from being a serious contender in the ACC this year and you know I, I was like you know I looked at the schedule and I saw it and you know I think it's true you know I think there, there's definitely uh, an opportunity for us to go out there and win some games can I, I, mean, can I read it to you can I read it for our yeah. listeners right now <laughs> yeah uh, Ohio Bobcats Holy yeah, Cross yeah then though then they got Holy Cross and then you got the fighting Dan Orlovskis of UConn, Boston College, put out a lot of guys, Cal, NC State, Pitt. But all like joking aside, like it's a winnable schedule. You guys right now, I think it's the number five transfer class. It's crazy that they have yeah. rankings on transfer classes right now, but it's real. Number five transfer class. And with the college football playoff going to 12 teams next year, like you go 12 and 0 or however many games there is, it's real. How much did that play yep. a factor too? Knowing that, okay, you don't just got to be a power five top conference winner and go undefeated like mm -hmm. a lot of teams are going to have a chance now yeah no I, I mean i think uh having a 12 team playoff this year has been sweet uh, i yeah. think you know there was a lot of deserving teams but um you know now going to school where you know there's a, a realistic chance uh you know if we we win some games and you know do what we should do in my eyes you know we're, we're going to be in a place or at the end of the season to, to have a chance to compete um you know in that 12 team playoff and so that was definitely uh, a big factor in the in the decision, uh, knowing that you know you don't have to choose you know one of the the top you know handful of schools to have a, an opportunity to to play for um, you know uh, in, in the playoffs at the end of the year. You know you can go to you know one of the the smaller power five schools, and you know if you win some games, you're going to be right there in contention. So that was definitely appealing, and you know I think everything kind of you know lined up at, at the right time for that. Yeah, and I think you know you guys handle business in the regular season. You're going to realistically get an ACC championship versus Clemson or Florida State or Miami. Yeah. 
and then you're in it. Um, exactly. And this is a straight tournament. Um, it's like Kyle, if they win this week at uh, Miami, they move to the number two seed potentially in the AFC and get a home fit, a playoff game. Now it doesn't matter what happened for the Buffalo Bills. Exactly. This whole now it's just yeah. one game mm-hmm. season from here on out. Yeah. Um, and how much did it like getting a chance to like build something, right? I, so one, one of my best friends is Brian Leonard. He played running back at Rutgers. He's from Governor, which is four hours northeast of Buffalo. Okay, middle of nowhere in New York. Um, but he but he went to Rutgers. They were really good then. Him and Ray Rice were running backs together, and they like turned it around. They were really good. You were probably a little kid, and and then he went and played like twelve years in the league, and now he lives in Morristown right there. And I we always stay with him, so I'm always in Jersey like a couple times a year, and he's like a legend. In, in that area like he's like a Rutgers legend and mm-hmm. nationally I don't think people know who remember you know they remember Brian Leonard from the NFL but it's like in that northeast like you're from there you went away then you come back like have you since you've had this break and you made your decision and you're just kind of kicking it with your friends at home for Christmas and stuff like have you like started dreaming about like winning one in your hometown so to speak but even though it's not like you're going to yeah. University of Mount Laurel but like mm-hmm. um has that has that played out in your head? I mean, does that fire you up? Yeah, no, hundred percent. And uh, you know, a lot of my my boys from high school uh, actually go to Syracuse, and so they hit me up. Um, you know, and I made my decision. I was like, bro, like this is the first time in a while. Like we've actually been like pumped, you know, to to go to the games this year, and you know, just the the, the kind of buzz around it is um, it's exciting. And uh, I had someone send me something. Uh, they were at the, the mall up there in Syracuse and they had like a huge billboard uh, saying, welcome crown McCord. And I mean, it's just oh, uh, awesome. the, the fan. Yeah. The fans are, I think are, are super excited to, to finally have a team that's going to be able to compete at that top level. And so, you know, to do it, um, you know, at a school like that with, with uh, you know, the people around me that, you know, I kind of grew up with, I think is going to be exciting. Dude, that's going to be so rad. I'm stoked yeah, for no, it. I'm looking for Yeah, no, I'm like, I just, thing you know, everything. Syracuse. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You get to play in a dome too. Yeah, now they, they said it's always seventy and sunny in the dome. It's always uh, seventy and sunny. Yeah, I'll tell it's you, it's not that way in Buffalo. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, we're talking about uh, the Northeast people. How do we? How are we feeling about Jersey Zone Tommy Cutlets? Are you? Are we claiming him? <laughs> like, is that your favorite NFL quarterback? He had kind of like they're calling it a Lynn Sanity run here. How do we feel about? Tommy yeah. Cutlets? No, so my uh, I've known Tommy for a while because uh, I grew up, you know, going to all those, you know, North Jersey games, and you know, he went yeah. to Bosco and had a great uh, high school career. So I, I've known him forever, and then kind of following his career, and then him ending up on the Giants, I thought, you know, was was super sweet. And you know, it's funny how the things always, you know, kind of play on the, play themselves out perfectly. You know, living at home, playing for the hometown team, and then getting a chance to go in there and Dude. you know tear it up. Yeah, so no, that was sweet seeing him do his thing, and you know, I think he, he's really just getting started. His family is so epic on TV. Yeah, <laughs> all Jordan. 
his yeah, whole entire family awesome. of like 65 Italians just in the stands. Yeah. And then and his agent, so epic. yeah, his agent was the uh, the perfect fit. Uh, his so agent was at our that. game yesterday or on Sunday. Someone tweeted, they're like, Tommy Cutlet's <laughs> agent is in the building. He's like a national <laughs> sensation now. <laughs> Speaking of agents, if you put your agent hat on, you got some Ohio State guys in the portal. You got some other buddies yeah. from different things in Elite 11 and the opening and like yeah. whoever you know. Are you Are you recruiting right now? Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely been one of the perks to, to finding a school early on is, you know, there's still a lot of talent in the portal and, um, you know, they, they're reaching out uh, Syracuse is and saying, you know, if you know any guys that, you know, can, can play some ball, you know, get after them. And so Ohio State has a few guys that are in the portal that I'm going after now. And, uh, you know, a few of my friends that, you know, I played seven on seven with kind of growing up are, are in the portal now. So, um, you know, I'm doing my best uh, recruiting to to get guys there and um, you know, kind of build this team up. Have you uh, have you asked Marvin Harrison Jr. to come back for one year <laughs> to play at Syracuse? I mean, it's it's his uh, dad's alma mater, so you know, it's not. Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> it's crazy. But, I mean, come on, shoot, we'll see. Yeah, no, I was talking to him. It was funny. Um, we were talking in like November, and uh, you know, I was saying like, you know, the next time. Uh, you know, we step on the, the field together and we're not you know, on the same team. That'd be my first time starting a football game without him since eighth grade where he's not no at way. receiver because yeah, I didn't start my freshman year of high school. Um, and then sophomore year started and he was there all three years in high school. And then obviously starting this year uh, being out there. So it's been shoot almost eight years since I started a game without Marvin at receiver. So wow. um, yeah, Did his, his dad went to Syracuse, right? Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Syracuse. Was yeah. that with mm-hmm that have anything to do with this like that come up <laughs> uh no i mean I, I honestly forgot he went there until um i was on my visit and he was up on the wall and i was like oh there's no way like i forgot about that because <laughs> that's funny. yeah so no, that's cool yeah um let's shift gears here and talk a little bit about um the like the performance psychology side of things there's a lot of different things um that you can, you know, different terms for it. You work with a, a coach on mental performance. Um, I have a big background in that. Um, Kyle and I have a, a close friend. He passed away two years ago, Trevor Moad. He was kind of the pioneer in the space, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, I, all my draft guys, this is like my 16th year in a row or something like that of doing NFL draft prep. He was always a part of it. A lot of what I do, he's the one who convinced me to do draft prep when I was still a bear. Yeah. Like, hey, this, don't worry about it. Just come train here anyway. So, the the performance psychology has been a massive part of what I do. Yeah. And I've just I've heard you talk about it a little bit and mm-hmm. like tell me a little bit about how that came to be and, and what role that plays. Yeah. So I mean I honestly didn't realize how important that was until until I really started doing it. And uh I got paired up, uh my agent paired me up uh with Matt Calderoni, um, who's a mental performance coach. And so we started working together uh this past off season. And, you know, at first, you're not really sure what to think of it. Um, You know, it's a little new kind of visualizing things and, you know, talking through them and the whole mental side of it. And then uh, once you you really start to see the progress, you know, the more work you put in with him, the more progress you see on the field. And uh, I mean, this year he helped me immensely. And, um, you know, just kind of visualizing the the good plays, visualizing, you know, how to, you know, adapt and, and, you know, get better throughout the game and, you know, calm yourself down when, you know, adversity strikes and just always kind of staying level-headed. And, you know, it, it definitely showed up multiple points throughout the year, um, you know, where, where my work with him, uh, you know, showed its head at, at, at important moments. And, 
Um, like for example, what's, a, playing, what's an example? Like what, what was something that came up and maybe a, a tool that you use that you learned how to use and then you applied it in that moment? Yeah. So like before uh, that final drive versus <clears throat> Notre Dame, uh, it's funny. We were talking about it literally right before, uh, like the day before and, you know, just talking about breathing on the sideline, you know, and people get so riled up in the moment and, you know, they, they you know, their, their blood gets pumping and their heart rate. And he just said, you know, go to the sideline and just, you know, six deep breaths and just visualize success, you know, visualize just hitting your target, you know, seeing the field clearly and, you know, having command. And, you know, I did that right before we went out in that drive and just kind of calmed myself down and, you know, understood like, you know, this is exactly what you work for. And, um, you know, that was huge. And texted him right after the game. And I was like, you know, you motherfucker, like you, you told me exactly <laughs> how it was going to go. And, yeah. uh, you know, we were, we were just laughing about it. Um, so, I mean, it, it helped me so much just throughout the entire year. Um, you know, just, just things like that. And, um, you know, I, I owed a lot of my, my success to him cause he, he would always text me after the game, like, you know, seeing me on the sideline kind of, you know, doing our, our routine. So, you know, it was definitely good. That's awesome. What do you have a, like a pregame routine or for the first drive? Do you have a certain playlist? Mm -hmm. I breathe a huge part of it for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah. What, what's your kind of pregame? Yeah. So, I mean, in the locker room, uh, so you'll go out for warmups and then you'll come back in for about 10 minutes or so before you run out on the field uh, one last time, you know, before the game. And so the biggest thing in that moment uh, that I try to do is just close my eyes and just visualize, you know, the plays we have in against, you know, different coverages and just, you know, go through different scenarios in my head. You know, if, you know, the safety moves here, then I'm going to look here and, and go here with the ball and just kind of close my eyes and just go through that. And, you know, the biggest thing that we kind of talked about is, you know, there really shouldn't be um, a situation that, that goes on out there that you haven't already visualized. And so that, that was just a, a big piece of it um, for me before the game. You know, obviously, like, you know, the breathing is important to kind of slow everything down, but just visualizing, you know, the success before it happens. And, you know, there's multiple times, um, you know, throughout the, the season where there was a play that, that we had and, you know, you, you just visualize it, close your eyes and you can see it. And then it comes to life later in the game. Um, so just things like that were huge just throughout the year, just kind of staying consistent with that. And just, uh, you know, the, the help that he gave me was, was awesome. So for any young athletes that are watching this right now, what, what is something, if you have anything, they can start doing today or even just start thinking about a little bit differently? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is um, starting with that, that mental practice uh, early on. And, you know, whether it's, visualizing or, or just, you know, breathing and just focusing on, on your breath and uh, things like that, um, you know, I think are extremely important. I wish I would have started earlier. You know, I wish I would have started, Thanks. you know, back in, in, you know, high school, you know, yeah, and, when I was like you know, six, even, right? Like, I wish yeah, I exactly. Was before my mind molded into <laughs> what it is, you know, fuck. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, just starting with the, that process early on is important. And I think buying in too. Uh, and, you know, it took me, a little bit to, to buy in, you know, cause I didn't, you know, I'm like, how, how much is this really going to help me on the field? You know, but yeah, when it's interesting because you can't like, it's not, there's not like a, like you do this and then results happen right now. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, exactly. it's not something yeah. that you're going to see results off of. So it's like, mm -hmm. you gotta put your faith in it and trust it. And exactly. And then in, like the Notre Dame game, and then it actually does give you results like tangible exactly. Results. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. So it doesn't seem like it does much, but you know, when, there's, you know, a hundred thousand people screaming at you and, you know, you realize you're as calm as can be. Then you're like, you know, this, this stuff actually, you know, it works. So that'd be my advice. Just get on it early. 
Yeah, we, um, Trevor, uh, our buddy had written a book called um, It Takes What It Takes, and he was really the pioneer of neutral thinking. So there's three yeah. ways to think. There's positive thinking, negative thinking, and then neutral thinking. Positive, a lot of times it just really taps into like the creative cortex in our brain. So you can convince yourself, like it's, let's say it's pouring rain, you can convince yourself that it's not that rainy and the ball is not that wet. But that's mm -hmm. not true. It's pouring rain. Right. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. or we can go freaking raining again. Of course it's raining today. We got a game today, but like, you know what I mean? Like, and we yeah. go down negative. There's no real studies on positive thinking, how it works. There is studies on negative thinking. It works negatively hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Um, but then neutral thinking is being grounded. In fact, it is what it is. It takes what it takes. It's soaking wet. The ball's going to be a little heavier. I'm going to aim a little higher. Maybe I scoop my hand back towards the tip just a little bit. Got to feel like I'm pushing it. I've thrown in the rain before. I've thrown well in the rain before. If I do these things, I can throw well in the rain again today. Just, yeah. it is what it is. And mm -hmm. that is an unlock for a lot of people because so many times yeah. <clears throat> we allow emotions to take over. And so we make decisions in real time based off our emotional state. And the reality is this is a very, this can be a very emotional position. You can look yeah. at the stand. And that can give you energy, good energy, or they can give you negative energy. I don't know about you, but I've looked in the stands or panned and just like, for some reason, just caught somebody's face looking at me like I'm such an idiot. You know what I mean? I'm like, and I see yep. that. Or your mm -hmm. teammates' faces and they're looking at you with doubt. Or they're looking at you like they know we're about to score. Right? And exactly. so those things, the third and 14, it's freezing. It's windy. It's, you know what I mean? Our defense can't stop mm -hmm. them. So whatever the things are going, no. It might be freezing, cold, snowy, terrible. We're down 21, but it's just second and four. Here's exactly. the play. I'm going to go. Here's how I'm going to read it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's like actually more powerful than getting somebody really fast or really strong. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, that play out to people's benefits more than making physical changes. Um, so yeah. that's you found it already and that you've gotten the Notre Dame example, but I'm sure several others too where it's popped up and like glad I worked on that or, or glad I had that tool in my in my toolbox. Mm -hmm. um, to be able to apply that. And I've got all sorts of stories on that. Um, well, let's shift gears. So we're going to play a little game. This game's called more or less. Okay. So I'm going to read you a statement. All right. And mm -hmm. then you're going to say whether you think the answer is more or less than the number I give you. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. First one, um, 0.5 national title championships for Syracuse football. More. A one one. I think it was like 1959. That's on the money. 1959. He's dialed. All right. Heading into 2025. That was heading into 2024. Heading into 2025. One and a half total national championships for certain. I like more. Taking more. more. I like it. Three and a half receivers in the NFL better than Marvin Harrison Jr. right now. So are there, I mean, there are more than three dudes right now on Sundays? I'm going to go out of limb and I'm going to say less. And I'm just going to say time will tell. No, name, name the three that are better than him then. Just name me three real quick. I think you have to put Justin Jefferson in there. Okay. I think you put Diggs in there. Okay. And then the last one is a toss-up. Um, I'll probably say Jamar Chase. I would say. Okay, so not no. Tyreek Hill, not, yeah, not Tyreek right. Hill, not Devontae right. Adams. Right. Not CeeDee uh, Lamb. Not CeeDee Lamb. Uh, maybe, not A.J. Maybe Brown. The, maybe if the number was six and a half, then okay. I'd go under. But. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's good. All right, 0.5 pass catchers who will transfer with you from Ohio State to Syracuse. Hmm. I'm going to say more. Ooh. Right. 
it's at least one, five 5.5 years until the college football playoff is bigger than 12 teams. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm going to say less. I think, I think they'll keep it like that for, for at least eight years. How many do you think they go up to 16? I think 12 is a good number. Mm. I like 12. I think 12 is a good number because I, I, I don't think <laughs> if you're the 16th seed, you can really compete with number one. You I think there's just too big of a gap. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. More or less. 0.5 times you've been to flip night at Fagan's. <laughs> I don't know what that is, so I'm going to go less. It's a it's a Syracuse bar tradition. You'll find out about it. 0. 0.5 right. Heisman winners from Syracuse. I'm going to say more. One of these one. right here. It's not Jordan's. It's not Jordan's Heisman. Don't worry. It ain't mine. I'm at my brother's house in Idaho. That's not. That's not what happens when you have a one for one touchdown interception ratio. Even if you threw 160 Ernie touchdowns. Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, Ernie Davis won it in 1961. Um, uh, a couple more here. 4.5 uh, years until college athletes will get paid a salary directly from the university. I'm going to say less. I think. Yeah. I think NIL is. I think the NCAA is a little bit in over their head with the NIL space, and I think it took off a little bigger than they anticipated. So I think it's going to – I wouldn't be surprised if that happens in, in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about it on the show a week or two ago, that Chip Kelly bit that he broke down exactly how college football should be set up and they should be on salary was just like gold. It was like yeah. – a bunch of people were like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Never thought about it like that. That was really yeah, easy. And that, there's, there's a lot of things, I think, in college football that are either – overcomplicated or you know not enough legislation not enough legislation on so i think it'll be less than four and a half years you yep. know all right last one 1.5 more nba rings for steph curry in his career i'm gonna say more more they're struggling more. right now they're struggling a little bit right now but i think i think he's gonna have a, another surge are you a draymond green guy i mean i think he's one of those guys you love to play with uh but you hate to yeah. play against them Yep. So we got a we got a nose tackle like that. Same deal. Well, some people hate playing with him too, but yeah. Like, <laughs> one person. <laughs> Whoever that guy he's, is. He's not there anymore. Yeah, he's on okay, the Wizards now. There, so. okay. I don't follow him <laughs> I just know he punched the TV. Yeah, they got uh, over it. Right. It was fine. It was totally fine. Yeah. Right, that was a good start. That was a good start. Um, all right, we're going to do another game. Uh, this is my favorite thing that we do on the show. Um, it's called QB to QB. We have our mm-hmm. last guest ask our next guest a question we always have quarterbacks on here they never know who the next guest is going to be so it's just a question they want to ask another quarterback mm-hmm. um a couple weeks ago we had will levis on will levis is doing great did he get hurt i think he got hurt on sunday though huh jordan yeah i think Someone so told me he got carted off poor guy he's been playing well but will Le- will levis's question was he said give me the worst interception story that you've ever had like the worst interception in your career from fifth grade to oh now. my gosh no this is so give easy me- we're Oh, it popped right into his head. Oh, my God. I mean, obviously, I think outside of the one at Michigan this year that obviously ended the season, that that was as about as, as shitty as they get. Uh, but outside of that, uh, my sophomore year, um, we were playing in the state championship. Um, so 
it was the first quarter, the, the second play of the game, our running back fumbled and they got it. Um, and then our third offensive play, they had a linebacker and I'm not even kidding. He was five, five. He was the, the shortest player in the field. And we did an RPO where I was reading him and uh, we had uh, a running back come across and I couldn't see him. We had like a slant right behind him. Mm -hmm. And so he was the read. And I, I go and, I, and, I'm, and I'm trying to find him and I don't see him. I'm like kind of looking in that general area and I don't see him. So I'm like, he must be chasing the run. So I pull it and I went to go rip the slant. And I look at my receiver and my receiver just turns around, and starts chasing like the other way. I'm like, what the hell just happened? And yeah, I see this see little, this little five, five kid and I hit him right in the face mask and he returned it for a touchdown oh. on the third, on the third play of the state championship game. So that was a pretty, pretty Whoa. bad way to start off the, the game, but we rallied back and ended up winning it. But uh, yeah, it's no, probably that was his best story ever though. You probably gave him yeah. the best story of his life right no, there. He's still telling yeah. that story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a bad feeling. I threw it and I just, I, I heard the crowd go crazy and I, I thought I hit my receiver and then he starts turning around and running and chasing oh. him down. So yeah, I was, that's up there. That's pretty bad. Jordan, tell yours real quick. You, Jordan's got a good one. He told us this before we got on. So I'll just say this. In college football history, I am tied for eighth all-time most interceptions thrown. Okay, So I've got 80-something in college to my name, a couple in the league. I only played my senior year in high school. I think I only threw one or two that year, but I didn't, whatever. But I've thrown a lot of picks. Uh, my, first, my worst one was freshman football in high school. Um, we had this kid, Joe Sam Perry, we went to church together. We did not like each other. We were always just always battling it. And he was like six to 300 pounds as a freshman in high school. He was just massive. And we finally got to just play against him and it's freshman football. There's nobody over 215 pounds. And then there's a 300 pound guy. And I throw a screen right to Joe. <laughs> he goes right at me, goes out of his way of the end zone to run me over. And I Ole jump out of his way and jump on his back. And he dragged me for 14 yards into the end zone and then shakes me off and spikes the ball on me. And everybody I know was at that game. All my friends, all my family. Everybody. There's got to be some tape on that, no? There's got to be some tape find, somewhere. There's got to be. Somebody's got to have that clip somewhere. Your dad's got to have like a shaky tape. VHS from the stands. <laughs> yes. He, he just tape. threw the camera away right after he saw that. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yep. And then I, I, uh, and then I got really good at throwing picks. I learned all different creative ways to do it. And, uh, that's got out. it's more fun. It's more fun. The more ways you can do it, the more fun it is. It just, yeah, exactly. And then, exactly. Then we end up as not long as, anymore. Yeah. That's the thing. As long as the ball comes off your hand with, you know, some pace and the spiral. Oh, yeah, as long as so it good. looks good. Look good. Yeah. As long sure. as they can do a little do slow motion well shot on it through the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I probably, knowing me, I probably went like this. Like it was like my, oh, my arm. Like, no, you go like this. Yeah. It's right? Oh, got yeah. tipped. <laughs> somebody tipped it. Oh, dude. Somebody, I think Derek Carr did that earlier in the year. We threw a pick and immediately he was like, it's tipped. It got tipped. I'm like, come on, guy. Like just yeah. go to the sideline. <laughs> All right. We're going to do one more segment. Uh, it's called Teach Tape. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to. Get a little nerdy. We like to get nerdy football on here. We're going to pull up one of your plays from this last season. And uh, we just like to let the fans in or whoever watches this in on just like real deal, like football, right? Pre-snap, what you're looking at, checks, protections, uh, your progression going through here. I think this is an awesome throw. Big time game, big time moment. Take us through here. Yeah. So uh, right here, this is a play we called earlier uh, in the game. We called it on a third down. And so this is normally a play we would run uh, kind of flipped. So we had uh, a little flat to the to the field, which we would normally run to the boundary. And then 
uh, like a spread over route by number two right there in the slot. And then uh, number one right there, Marvin had a dig. So obviously this is a two minute situation, kind of got to have it. Um, and so they, they tried to zone us off and, um, you know, we, we always said in those two minute situations, somebody's going to have to make a play, you know, I'm going to have to, to put the ball in a tight window and somebody's going to have to make a great catch. Um, and so just playing high school with Marvin and, you know, playing in college with him, just the amount of reps we had, you know, throwing these type of routes was, was crazy. And so I, I started throwing it before he really even got out of his break and was in between four defenders. Uh, but number two does a good job right here. Uh, if you watch him, he, he buys uh, that safety right there to drive on him just for a second, you know, just attacks him vertically for a second and just gets him to, to you know, get his eyes on him. And if, if he kind of runs a lazy route and runs away from him, that safety's going to be right in that window. I'm not going to be able to throw it. Um, but Emeka right there, yeah, buys him right there and opens up that window behind him. And then Marvin made an unbelievable catch. And, you know, plays like this are why I think he's going to be a top receiver in the NFL pretty quickly. I mean, it's about as clutch as they come. And, um, you know, just a, a big time play right there from, from Marvin. He's already top three in the NFL, so he's balling, but that's a, <laughs> that is a great, like underrated throw. You look at the coverage right here. Uh, I'm just yeah. looking at this cause we see this coverage from new England in the league, the, like the, the single high zone, double buzz, both of those safeties yep. kind of coming down late. It looks gross. Yep. You don't really have windows. They're trying to keep everything in front of them. Mm -hmm. But I think like the first thing I thought of when you threw it to him, I was like, yeah, he's done this a million times in his career to him he did this yeah. in high school probably 15 times when you know safeties weren't they didn't know how people played with timing you guys have been throwing timing in cuts your entire exactly. life basically exactly yeah. and it's yep. a full field progression here right like i know you bring yeah. early in the game so you're probably getting quicker to it but like you're starting on the out getting to the crosser getting back to the dig late your check down's the back yeah, it's over your here. third read yep. yeah so exactly what it is so in a, in a moment like this you know you kind of really have to try to push the ball down the field and um you know like you said they're kind of playing that double buzz look and uh you know just kind of fitting the ball in a tight window like that you know it was huge and to, to get the ball kind of rolling there and get us in the red zone with the chance to go win it big time game i'm not gonna lie on my our college football pickums i picked notre dame that week no hate no <laughs> i lost i did lose that one i did lose it <laughs> Terrible pick. Sorry, right. I did. I did pretty bad the whole year on pickups. Sorry. Well, let's uh, uh, let's wrap with yeah. this, man. We'll give you a sec to think about this. We're gonna throw a little timer on the screen. Um, that was Kyle's favorite thing. This is my favorite thing. It's called the two minute drill. We're gonna throw a timer up on the screen. You got two minutes. Tell us your journey. Start wherever you want to start. It ends right now. Today, probably more about the highs and the lows and how you handled them than anything. Uh, but. Uh, but the floor will be yours. We'll give him a sec to put this thing up and you can kind of take it from wherever you want to take it from. A lot of times we get older guys together, you know, have like a couple college guys out and a couple of vets out in Southern California throwing. And we usually get around a fire pit or something and everyone kind of just tells their story and their journey. It's usually more than yeah. two minutes. But um, I, I've always loved hearing dudes journeys and how they got to where they're at right now. So, mm -hmm. um, all right, we'll start the clock and we'll hit mute. All right, cool. Yeah. So uh, really started playing quarterback. Um, when I was five years old, uh, my dad played in college. He played at Rutgers. And so always grew up with the ball in my hand and uh, grew up a, a huge New York Jets fan. That was kind of back in their heyday. I was a prime uh, with Mark Sanchez, back-to-back -back AFC championships. That's why I wear number six. Um, so just grew up a huge football fan, always loved it, and uh, grew up playing quarterback all my life. Uh, and then when it came time to make a decision to go to high school, um, you know, I had a few different options. Could have gone to the public school. 
uh, could have gone to, you know, a few boarding schools that one ultimately ended up going to a private school in Philly. So Jersey kid driving over the bridge every day to Philly. And uh, they had a lot of success and won three state championships there and, uh, you know, highly recruited, come out of high school and had a lot of different options for college. And, um, you know, ultimately committed pretty early. You know, I went to Ohio State. Um, Coach Day got the job in uh, 2019. And a few days later, he offered me. And I went out to the spring game and, you know, he told me he wanted me to commit. And it was, you know, love at first sight. And I committed and, you know, stood true to my word uh, the entire time I was in high school. And I ended up going to college with one of my best friends from high school, which was, you know, Marvin. And then got to college and was in a QB room with CJ Stroud and Quinn Ewers and probably one of the most loaded QB rooms in college football history. And, you know, didn't really know how it was going to shake out. You know, a lot of people... You know, we're saying, you know, you should leave, go somewhere you're going to have a chance to play, like you're never going to play here and uh, kind of stuck it out. And, um, you know, ultimately everything kind of just played itself out and got to learn behind uh, CJ for two years, which was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, picking his brain every day and then uh, got the opportunity to play this year. And, you know, obviously, like we talked about throughout the show, throughout the show, just, uh, you know, a lot of highs and lows, good and bad, and, you know, just learning everything that comes with it. And then, you know, like we said, you know, made the decision to leave and you know now i'm at syracuse with you know an opportunity to do everything that i want in front of me hey i want to say before before we bounce um just give you your flowers from ohio state i mean you're 11 and 1 i know things don't mm-hmm. work out the way you wanted them to and i know it's tough in a school like that to to make everyone happy but 11 and 1 you're one drive away from being 12 and 0 playing in the big 10 championship play big time ball um mm-hmm. you know like we showed the clip from notre dame you play big time ball in big time games you got a lot ahead of you I know there's a lot of weirdness around this time of you leaving and, you know, with some of the statements that the coaches made and whatever, regardless, um, yeah. it was, it was fun to watch you this year, man. And it was cool. I yeah, know a lot no, of guys I appreciate in the it. got respect for it too. So just want to at least give you your flowers, you know, through all this. It was fun no, to I appreciate you. it. And it's going to be yeah, fun no, this I, year too. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I can't wait to play. And I think everything will you know work itself out just perfectly. So I'm excited for it. Man, I can't wait to watch you go on a roll here. I love these stories. I love when somebody goes, no, I actually know what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Not all these people exactly. in the media and all that stuff. I actually, exactly. I, I got everything under control. I appreciate your input. Um, mm-hmm. And then just put your head down and go to work, man. I, I'm so fired up to watch you guys do this and build this. College football, the NFL, it is so season to season now. that The, the reason that in college football before the portal – that Alabama and Ohio State are always good. And these teams are kind of always bad. And every now and then you get a Cinderella story, but it's usually just like a year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. in the NFL, all of a sudden, no, the Detroit Lions are really good. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they're really good. Hold on. Houston Texans are really good. Okay. If CJ stayed healthy all, all year, like, they're in the mix, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you you it's year to year. Like, things can switch so quickly in the NFL. Well, I think because of the portal, that's going to happen. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I look at your schedule. I look at your roster. We'll see what your roster looks like heading into the season. And I go, I see at least 10 wins here, maybe yep. 12. You know yep. what I mean? Um, exactly. these guys could get hot. And, uh, I mean, Florida state was terrible for two decades. I'm like pretty damn good now, you know? Yep. And so, um, I dude, I like give me your flowers. I think your second yard, second in touchdown, second in, uh, completion percentage in the Big Ten this year too. I mean, like you just whatever the narratives are, man, they're just not accurate. I think you had a great year, um, and you got some great ball ahead of you, and and uh, you got one more college year. But 
it's a great year for you to go chase what you want at the college level and get better mm -hmm. and get ready 100%. for the NFL. So yeah. uh, I think it's a very mature decision and I support you and man, I'm fired up to watch you do it. No, I appreciate it, my man. You know, I'm excited for it and uh, I appreciate you guys having me on the show and, uh, you know, looking forward to, to the future. So excited for it. It's all awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. You're officially a roomie now, the QB room <laughs> presented by happy dad, uh, Colin Cord coming in and spending some time with us, man. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you guys.